Good afternoon, good afternoon. Yeah, what's up, beautiful people? You are chilling with the worst guys. Worst what? Yeah, what up? It's Worst Wednesday. You are with us once again. My name is Mark Mbilila. I'm your host for today. Chilling with my boy as usual, Ria Bezos. What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's, up, dog? What's happening, baby? He's 11, dog. You know this live thing is beautiful all day, every day. Ah, dude. Yeah, epic. 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 I cannot fault my life one bit. One Even bit. when it's shit, it's, it's legit. legit. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing, bro. Uh, so tell me, what's been going on? How are you feeling? What's what's been happening in your life recently? Okay, okay. On the last two podcasts, all right. You know how we started out. Go to visit baby. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's just <laughs> it's calmed down a little bit. It's just calmed down a little bit. Yo, but what a show, dude, 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 dude. Guys, let me tell you. To be honest, that was a dream come true. There's no other way to describe what happened that day. From the time we walked in into the star room, boy, I was just like, oh, okay, some grapes. Okay, some grapes. Is that that juice? Juice or drank? Drank. (laughs) I don't know juice. I only know drank. (laughs) Grape drank, baby. Uh, Where the scissors at? Where the scissors at? Grapes. The grapes are like seedless, bitch. Yeah, seedless, oh, yeah. just like I like my weed. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So it was cool, it was cool, very cool. Um, I just, I wish, uh, there was something that people, I don't know if there's anything we missed out on. Like, I'm trying to think about how much we've been in the game. Cause if we have been in the, if we think about it, we've only been in the game for 10 months. Um, which is a very short time, right? A very, very short time to be in the game. 10 months. That's like, we just gave birth, actually, in terms of comedy. <laughs> we just, we're one month old in terms of, like, we've just been given birth to in the comedy game. And we already had a theater show at Carnival City of our own. Yeah. Sponsored by no one, done by no one except the, the worst, worst guys. guys. And Simple Stories being there as well was epic. Amazingly CV talented. Yes, yeah, CV and Gani also opening for us, set up the show very, very well for us. Lubricated it was just, them. Right? <laughs> lubricated them, yeah. It was just, it was surreal, man. That's the most we could say. Carnival City 6 May was so surreal. And we've got so much more coming. Like, that was just the beginning. Anybody who was there can tell you that we're the dopeness. If you uh, had to give out one secret, what's up your sleeve? Yeah, what's up my sleeve? Uh, I don't know if I want to give away too much, but if I think, I'd say people just need to start listening to Out for the Music. I think that's the next big thing. For now, comedy, comedy, I'm going to carry on doing comedy, killing comedy, uh, getting better and better, start paying taxes with my jokes Gosh, one of these days soon. Making a house and <laughs> yeah, with yeah, your yeah. jokes. That would be the dopest, you know, <laughs> building a house with jokes. Like, I get paid to talk shit. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, there's that. But the music is the, the, the number one thing that I've got hidden up my sleeve. I don't think anybody is really aware, except for the Cramstown people when I was in a band. I was in a local band called Pure Hemp last year. So, um. You're looking I, to get back with them? I'm looking to get back with at least the lead guitarist. We had this, the, we were in sync, you know, we had a similar, similar vibe. Um, but yeah, I'm just making, look, looking to make some new music, man. Performing music live is yeah. an amazing, incredible feeling with instruments, instruments, drums, uh, and the like. That's what, that's what my next thing is. What do you have? What do you have, have hidden up your sleeve, Riabit? Uh, a lot of people have been asking me, yo, yo, why did you lose so much weight? What's going on? When are you going to get back into the gym? So that's, yeah. the, that's the next focus right now. It's the next focus. I just want to, like we said, we're trying to conquer this whole mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. So when, we, when was the last time you went for a run? Let, okay, why do you have to put me on block? Like I that? just wanted to know because it's been a while since I've taken okay, a run. Okay, okay, this has been a while since you've <laughs> yeah, taken a run. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I had one this morning. I had to like cut it, cut it. But I, before this morning, it would be like three days, four days. So, uh, trying to get into it. You know, running's not my thing, dog. Like, it's never been my thing. <laughs> I mean, as a, as a fitness physique model, I don't do a lot of cardio, you know. Mm. Or do you, you focus on the weights? You lift a pumping iron boy, you know, oh, one of you those know, guys. Yeah. Girls for the girls. Girls for the girls and the rest you know. of them. Oh, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And I'm skinny as it is, so I don't need the running as a weight thing. It's just I need to be feet on stage, boy. Like, there's this point at the at Carnival City <laughs> on Friday when I was doing, you know, that gag, the Sister Bettina gag. Yeah. And I was dancing around and I was trying to talk after. I was like, ooh! <sighs> so next joke. Okay. <laughs> So the fitness, the fitness is just for, um, my performance, essentially. It's all, it's all based on what I do. Um, but that's the, that's what the whole mind, body, spirit is. Mind, body, spirit is having that focus, having, uh, being enlightened, being in a position where 
you speak the language of the universe and it speaks directly back to you. I also love how it all comes together. I mean, if you think about it, when you look, when you're gymming and you're training and you're trying to look good on the outside and feel good on the inside, when you feel good, you do good. Yeah. When you do good, you look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the right way or unless I've got it mixed up. But anyway, all, all flat, like, 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 like across the board. All right, you have to conquer that body, you have to conquer that mind, and you have to conquer that spirit to yeah. get that that soul. The soul is what exactly. exactly what we we're trying to live with your soul as opposed to your your outside self, your physical self. There's something deeper going on. We are all connected. We're all one, and it's it's can only be manifested through action. That's what people don't understand is that you need to you need to take the action and say, okay, wait, I can see there's a whole lot of shit going on here, but somewhere in this crazy world there's peace there's harmony there is a changing of seasons that is the same every year so those there's the ocean which waves crash and come back from there's something that in this universe exists that we are a part of and i think our consciousness has almost tried to put us outside of that which i completely disagree with i think we should try look within just to manifest something beautiful something miraculous but yeah, this is just catching up on what we've been up to today. Um, I mean, this, in the recent times. Um, for today, we have actually an amazing show for you. We're talking about what causes people to kill. Murder. It's murder out here in these streets. Um, but not that specifically, just all around uh, assassinations. There have been a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but Tuli Madoncela recently uh, had a hit put out on a, for 740,000 rand. Uh, they, they wanted to, to put a hit on it for 740,000 rand by, I think it was a Western, Western Cape gangster. Uh, so there's some guy with a golden tool. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna get that tool. I'm gonna get that one of these times, bro. 740,000. No, but, but, but as tool, Madonsela, I would actually be disgusted. I mean, 740. Surely it should thousand. be higher. Surely in the middle. She's millions. the public Surely protection. Surely should get at least a bar. At yeah. Least. <laughs> as a bar, the minimum. What, what would you, what would you, uh, charge for an assassination? What is your, your minimum, your minimum charge if you were to assassinate? Who am I assassinating? That's another question. Oh, uh, okay. Let's say Jacob Zuma. Easy example. Ah, uh, you're gonna get, you're gonna have to give me Nkandla's future value. <laughs> How far into the future? Like five, five years, five, five years. years. Just dude, that'll five be years. like 500 million, if not more, dude. I'm sure Nkandla is going to be worth a billion one day. Is that not what you want me to <laughs> You want me to kill the president. <laughs> president so. so you're going to have to pay the cost. Because I know I'm going to go to jail for that stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm willing yeah. to. I'm willing no, to. Yeah, you're willing to, but we will, as, an, as the person who hires you, I, pre- I presume you get some sort of protection i don't know how the whole assassination industry works but uh, <laughs> I, presume, I presume you get some sort of protection from whoever's hiring you or you just do the job and you hide <laughs> as much as you possibly could that that would be my thing it's just like okay here's the sniper tip he's gone and now i'm in hiding until i get hired for another job well that's what i do as a sniper for me i also personally think that a millie a milli is the minimum or whatever. The threshold. Yeah, the threshold is a milli. And I think I'd be able to cover bail at least if shit went south. Uh, so I think a milli is good enough. See, if you're already going for a million, that means you, you already know in your head, there's a slight possibility I might just have to face some prison time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're killing people though. You're a murderer. Murderer. What would, what would, is there anything in particular that would push you to kill? Like if somebody, um, shot your mom, for example. Would you, uh, would you go wow. out for revenge and, 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 and take him out? Yeah. You would. What's that movie we watched? Uh, John Wick. John <laughs> oh, Wick. Where his dog got killed and yeah. he went on a rampage. But for if you his think dog. about it, that's actually like a kind of comedic action movie. Yeah, it is. Cause it like, is. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the scene yeah. when the messenger was busy telling the main boss, what did he do? He kills John Wick's dog. I'm like, really? <laughs> and also when, when he was just about to kill the guy who killed his dog. Um, and he's telling he's like, his son. It's just a fucking <laughs> dead. <laughs> it was a dog, but I mean like his wife had just died and all that shit. So that dog was hope, that puppy. I don't know how many of you see John Wick. Even but, that uh, voice, he was like, yes, when before my wife died, <laughs> we got the puppy. <laughs> and the puppy symbolized hope. They killed my wife. 
and the cure of the puppy. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This I guy think you're more concerned about the puppy. The way you say wife, it. Than your wife's did. Yeah, that was dope. So for me, like, I don't think I'd ever get to a point where I'm pushed so far that I need to kill. I believe I've got some resolve. I've got some inner peace and I have ability to forgive. But obviously, I've never been in this situation. And I think there are possible situations. Uh, you never know. You never know what this life thing has in oh store no, for you. You never know. One of the things I'm most afraid of, though, is uh, homicide. If I'm driving down the road and I hit somebody by accident, I don't know. First, uh, I, I'd like to say I'd stay and help them. That's what my my gut tells me. But you know, in that situation, you never know what the adrenaline could do. Um, you might be like, "Oh shit, I'm fucked." Because if you if you do kill somebody um over a hit and run or just a hit even. And you stay there, you're still, you, you still have for charges for homicide. I mean, for culpable homicide. So that's, a, that's my biggest fear in terms of, of, of killing and taking life is that, dude, I can barely slaughter sheep at traditional weddings <laughs> and shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, let alone take away the life of another human being. So that's my biggest fear. The, the, the culpable homicide. Cause that could happen to anyone. And wh- what do you what do you really do in a situation like that? That question, that like that situation that you just posed, all right, it goes without saying for every fucked up situation that you could imagine in your head, because you never really know what you're gonna do until you're in that situation. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if I were in that situation, it depends on if I'm sober. If I'm sober, I'd definitely stay. Yeah. But and a lot of the time, this happens when people are drunk. And if I'm drunk, I'll be like, oh, shit, I'm drunk as well. Now I have to, you know, hit the street. See, and these situations actually expose the evil in people. Because mm. every time the question is posed, we all give that, you know, high and mighty. Um, yeah, I, just saintly, stop. I, I just have to stop and help them out. But, you know, in reality, everybody gives that saintly response. But when you're in that situation and the devil is on your shoulder, you mm. he speaks much louder than exactly. that angel. So that's what we were talking about a couple of a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about um, humanity, and I was actually taking a look at the list of people who've been assassinated uh, in recent times. Famous assassinations that most people know about. Uh, firstly, the Tuli Madonsela hit being put out is outrageous to me. I understand why it's there because she's actually doing her job. And she's doing it well. And there's obviously a whole group of people, <coughs> ANC, who don't want her to do that <laughs> job very well. And I'm not saying the ANC put out the hit, but there's something, there's something about her being targeted, which, which really upsets me because it seems like only the good people get targeted in terms of assassinations. Like I was, I was, I was just going through the people that I know myself, you know, like the Tuli Madoncelas, uh, the Chris Honeys. Uh, if we're talking South, South African, South African based leaders. International. Um, Steve Biko, even, uh, I know Steve Biko technically isn't, wasn't assassinated because, uh, he was killed in police custody or he fell, <laughs> whatever they say. Oops. Uh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> so clap, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So, um, these, these people are all revolutionary thinkers, people who are stepping up to the plate when many other people could not and would not. Tuli Madansela being the prime example of our time. Uh, protecting the public. That's yeah, exactly what's challenging the norm, challenging the hold that the ANC has on the people and the constitution. So now a hit is being put out on her. It seems to me like, why aren't people targeting the bad guys? Why, why, why aren't there hits being put out for Jacob Zuma and the like? Why don't we see an article about that? Because not only South Africans, but you talk about, you know, the, your Martin Luther Kings, your Malcolm X, your John F. Kennedy. When we're talking about assassinations in a global sense, Good niggas are getting shot at here for no good reason. And that's when we, when, that's when you link it with humanity. Well, how does it get to a point where the good ones are the ones who, who are being killed? What, what is, what is behind that? Do you have any ideas? Well, first off, <clears throat> I just like to say that's exactly why, uh, the worst guy is a perfect name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> why is that? It's almost like a shield. Mm. Carrying <laughs> on though, carrying on. But I think it's because in the same way, the person who is um, doing the assassination has protection. The the bad guys all are protected, if you think about it. By each other. Yes. Mm. They're, They're working as a mob. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely an underground world that is strong, that is, I'd like to say won't get caught anytime soon because of how strong it is. If if I were to think about it, they they're winning. Yeah. They are winning. Can I, can I tell you my... 
my uh, my one thought is yeah. that it's not just in South Africa. It's globally. Everybody knows that. It's worldwide. Yeah. All right. But South Africa, we're not even at the level of your Obamas, your your Putin, your Seblatter. We're not even there. Mm. You know, Zuma's not even. He doesn't even have a seat at that table. Do you yeah, get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? I get what you're saying, exactly. So there's a much bigger picture. We're looking at our, our country as, 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 as South Africa simply because we, you know, suffering the direct, um, consequences of Zuma's actions. Yeah. But if you look at the bigger picture as a whole, I mean, like Africa's going through so much shit. Dude, Africa has been so undermined in, Firstly, let's talk about from the beginning, from schools, from schools. What type of history are they teaching? They're teaching Western, Western history. They're not teaching African history. We don't know about the African struggles and the wars that are currently taking place in the DRC over Coltan and shit like that. Uh, we don't talk about Rwanda and all the, we just, we just hear through the grapevine that Africa is a fucked up place. That's the narrative that's been put around the you world. See. Africa's fucked up. There's no hope. There's nothing we can do about it. And there's no real story. We don't, we don't learn about Africa and what's happening in and, our country and our continent. And that's why you get so many naive minds as well. Yeah, because they feel that the Western is the standard and they don't understand that there's a whole narrative that's been left out of, uh, human, human society that still needs to be punched into our, our footprint because that society is big. It's the African continent. This is where humanity originates from. How many people are in Africa? How many people's stories are left untold that we have, we have no idea of? I mean, it must be massive. It must no, it's be insane. absolutely massive. And that's the why, his, that's the reason why historians still have jobs. Cause they, yeah. they're, they're still, still finding out, out a lot so of shit much more. To find out. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still digging each and every day, digging deeper, more stories. I hope our story is told, the African story, because I'm tired of the, rhetor- the rhetoric of Africa being a fucked up place, man. This is the dopest place on the world, without a doubt. It was just yesterday as I was walking to work, um, I was on my phone on Facebook and I was uh, looking at a couple of clips and I bumped into this clip uh, by Tyrese um, and he he just labeled it Africa and a question mark. So I was quite curious as to see what this is, what this whole thing is about. Listening to what he was saying, he was talking about how um, in America... All of the Americans just need to actually get their asses on a plane and come down to South Africa or Africa as a whole. Just and to see what it's like. Just to see what it's like. Because what they fed in America of like dusty streets and fucked Elephants up poverty and all of these fake images, that mm. all of this propaganda that they put out there. But yeah. he was like, I've, yo, I've been to Johannesburg. Yo, I've been to Cape Town. I've been to Nairobi. I've been to all these cities, man. Y'all need to take y'all ass down to Africa and find out what it's really about. Yeah. I was like, that, that's, that's the, exactly yeah. the message that people need to start putting out there. Africa's a beautiful place, man. And we always hear in songs mostly about, you know, the African skies and how blue they are. If you've interacted with anyone outside of South Africa, let me talk South Africa that's specifically. Come to South Africa that's come to South Africa for a visit. We steal European souls. We steal foreigner souls. They want to Too stay here easy. forever. Who wouldn't want the beaches, the sun, the women, the atmosphere? I think South African people are lovely. We get to interact on such a good dope level. People that you don't even know. We just treat each other with so much respect. Well, since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we try. We try. We Matthew. try. Yeah, Matthew. There's still, like we said, racism will never die. Yeah. It's around us breathing. So I don't want to even focus on that. But. Other than that, we, we have a beautiful, beautiful country and a beautiful nation. And I don't understand why the evil has to, to dominate. How can we, how can we curb, curb the evil, man? Why, why should we be putting out hits on the likes of Tuli Madoncela instead of the likes of Jay-Z? Um, but I don't, I don't, I really don't have the answer to that. That's, that goes back to the problem of evil. How is it that even, even though we, Africa was colonized. I understand that. Africa was colonized. The Europeans came on our shores and they're like, okay, we're going to, this is our land now. Why was it necessary for the evil and the ill treatment of black people? Where did that malice come from in seeing other beings and seeing other creatures and to treat them so viciously and so maliciously? There must be something. It's that inferiority complex. Inferior. You think they felt inferior to the Africans? Well, dude. Just purely based on the skin color, first and foremost, that would have already struck them 
off guard like what the fuck yeah okay like I, I can I can imagine being Christopher Columbus and being <laughs> touched out what the fuck what's going on yeah did this who guy, are these baggers with black skin yeah, but yeah, did buddy. this guy stay in the oven too long <laughs> what's going on you know yeah and they were obviously talking a different language clicks and all they were probably tripping the fuck out bro. that's yeah. why they must have thought like yo no this is definitely not a human being but little do you know we're the same on the inside nigga they had to know they were human because the violence, the violence proves it, because I don't think they would treat animals that they were taking across the, the oceans way. the same way they they treated slaves. So they understood that they were dominating uh, other human life, but they thought because of the 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 way that Africans lived their life that they weren't as good of humans or on par to them, which is still bizarre to me. Because how do you know what is? Pa, what is what is the norm? You you just came out and said, okay, this is it now, and now we as black people have to to follow that narrative. I think it's it's uh, the fact that they f- were made to feel inferior, as well as the fact that they saw us as a threat. Because the minute you start doing ill on anybody, in my opinion, you see them as a threat. Yeah, in the work environment. Uh, in a relationship, for example, when, when you start doing bad to your partner, it's like, you know what? I feel like she might just do something to me. So let me just get back. Yeah. Just to before she does that. Okay. So that I also can say, you know what? I also fucked you over. Yeah. So they felt, they felt that the only way out of this situation is if we dominate. Exactly. When they got to the shows. Exactly. I, I mean, coming, coming to our shows and seeing all the resources that we have and us not necessarily having a full comprehension of, of how worth. to, yeah, how to use those spices, salts, which are the things that Bartholomew dies and them came for. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they kind of saw uh, an opportunity wasted. Yeah. But instead of working with us, they made us exactly. work for them. That's my issue. Why didn't they work with us? We could have easily done some dope shit together. Together. Obviously, we as humans have grown now and we live in a super dope time. Like, what a time to be alive. There's been never been a better time. But what what was that natural instinct to be evil? Like, it's been bugging me for the longest time. But I guess we'll ne- we ne- we'll never have an answer. They'll just they just must have been white supremacists feeling that. Their, 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 their skin color makes them better than black the people. The rest. Uh, greed. Yeah. Greed, supremacy. We are the shit. Bow down to <laughs> us. Which is the whole, the whole story of now capitalism, Game of Thrones, shit. All this shit is based on climbing up this ladder. This invisible ladder that we've created. And I don't know if it can be torn down. Do you think it can be torn down? Do you think we can get to back to a place of a state of nature where we don't have to to climb a certain ladder to feel accomplished? I honestly don't think we can. However, the only way to combat it would be for other individuals to come together and build their own establishments where there is equality. Yeah, so you you find your own way out essentially. Exactly. Save yourself. So save yourself, dope. So tell me, what's the save yourself? Save save yourself. I know you you have something planned around a, a group called Save Yourself. Is it uh, is it too early to reveal? You know, I'll, it's too early to reveal. Okay. Number one, number two. I haven't spoken to uh, co-founder involved. Yeah. Number, okay. So so, so, so too soon. I'm not going to say anything about that okay. yet. I feel like the man in charge as well would like to be right here. Alright. So we'll get him on the show then. You have to. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. We'll talk about what's going to be happening there. See, that's the music side of things. But yeah, we're saying like, what is what is the thing, man? I don't understand why it led to to this. And if we can go back to the state of nature, but build your own, find a way out. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing with the worst guys, right? Exactly. We found a we found a way to to say the shit that we want to say without fear of the outside world. And this is this is what drives humanity the 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 truth. So. Find your truth. Essentially, that's how you build. Dig deep inside Dig deep, yourself. Listen to to yourself, and yeah, man, maybe we'll come up. We'll come up with some answers because I think we definitely need some answers. Shit is in the toilet, if you ask me. <laughs> um, but we can do something about it. We're just about to take a little break, and we'll catch you in about five minutes, yo. Check you later. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back with the worst guy. You know you like that. Yeah, we're back. We've just been talking a little bit about uh the Tuli Madoncele hit that was put out that we saw in Times. 
AK 47s, unload, nigga. <laughs> Somebody was gonna drive Reload, by nigga. Tuli Madonsela, the public protector of this nation of ours. And I don't understand why Tuli's been doing such an amazing job. Actually, now I do understand why. It's just what I said. Um, she has been doing an amazing job and I guess somebody wants it to stop because then if she continues, they won't be able to carry on fucking us in the ass like they've been doing for the longest the way time. Drake actually said it. What yeah. did he say? See where the good ones go. The good <laughs> ones go. Exactly, exactly. He, Drake is a visionary though. He knows things that none of us mere mortals know. Yeah, maybe he's sitting at that table. Eh? Yeah, with the Putins <laughs> and the boys. I get it. I get it. I think he's there. Yeah, so we're talking about um, assassinations and stuff. We're talking about our country and how beautiful it is. Dude, how long do you think it'll take before we get our shit together? I'm not saying get our shit together in the sense that uh, will be perfect because we know no country's perfect. But I genuinely believe that we are first world material. Yeah. How long do you think it, it could take South Africa to get to, to third, uh, to become a first world officially? And what would it take? Would it? Oh, can I, before, before I say exactly how long it's going to take. Yeah. What is going to take? I'm telling you, there's still going to be so much more drama to go down. There's so you, much more. Do you think it's possible that South Africa could actually end up in a civil war at all, or have we gone past? That? I hate to, I, I'd hate to see it come to that. <laughs> but but it I'm, ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm alone, nigga. I'm reload, nigga. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's because we saying this with such enthusiasm because I don't think white people I still don't think white people understand how angry black people are. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I'd say there might be a civil war. I think it would, I thought it would have happened earlier, like when Penny Sparrow first came out and social media was tense and hot. And the bosses. <laughs> the bosses have been going crazy. And I thought, okay, some shit's about to erupt here. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll happen. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to take something in the financial market to happen. Like, like some, somebody saying, yo, yeah, no, apparently blacks have been playing more taxes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that happened, I'll be like, yes, just give me your gun now. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Doing push-ups, baby. The whole day getting ready for that battle, bruh. Oh, shit. And we'd win so back. <laughs> 80% of the country. Doug, uh, I don't even have to do anything. I just say, go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you so much send your, 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 your brother, your little brothers and sisters to go kill. Uh, like, yeah, you see them lung over there. Yeah, panga him right here on the neck. But that's just hypothetical. That's just hypothetical. I'm not a, I'm not a hateful person. I don't want to go to war. I don't yeah. think it should happen. I think, we we can't move backwards. That's my my number one uh, priority with our country and how we're going to move is that we have to move forward. And obviously, a civil war would be something that takes us way backwards. But just know that black people are angry enough. That's all you need to know. But that's the thing when when we try do things in a civil way and talk to you guys and and try address our problems, you don't want to give us a fucking ear, dude. And you still we still the thing is this is my biggest problem. If we're going, if we're going into this now, we might as well. This is my biggest problem with this issue is that after all the years of oppression, 350 years or so of oppression, slavery, apartheid, being undermined, we come out. We're finally free. We're happy, right? In we even, we even left Zaiju. We even left Zaiju. There was no, there was no, uh, retribution. There was no punishment. The only thing that happened was the TRC, which was, if you ask me a fail. Cause there was no, there was no retribution, which is important in, in any action, you must, you must suffer the consequences of the action. Whether the consequences are good, you must receive those consequences. Whether they're evil, you must receive evil consequences. And for 350 years, 350 years of evil to receive absolutely zero, 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 zero repercussions for the actions of whiteness. And it's not white people I have an issue with. Let's not get it twisted. It's whiteness. That idea that we we're talking about earlier, white supremacy. Um, we've got the norm. We know what's popping. Just follow, just follow what we say. Uh, which may not, which in fact I 100% believe is incorrect. The way we've taken is definitely the wrong route. I can see why we took it. Must have been fucking exciting to have the, in the industrial age and like shit, we're making shit. Let's sell it. Let's make money. Must have been dope, but we definitely went the wrong way. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I think a shade was just thrown over us and it was smoke and mirrors in the beginning. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. We just saw nice things happening. Like, okay, okay, it's happening. Yeah. Next thing you know, 
you're getting locked up in a police van. Hexe, what's happening? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it because uh, the, the the no the no retribution is the part that 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 angers me really. In fact, let me. Use, I like to use this analogy because some people still feel like we're unwarranted in what we're saying. We 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 should be angry, but we shouldn't take action. Home invasion. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where people, you know, they they, they expect us to turn the other cheek all the time. Black people. Spit out there. those bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's these 350 years of oppression, no retribution. And on top of that, still, we still get the likes of Penny Sparrow and uh, Matthew Thanos calling us gaffers, telling us we shouldn't be on the beach on New Year's. Like, on top of all that shit that you already fucking did, now there's these people who still, still doing the same old shit. And they must just walk. And we must just be like, ah, it's chill. This is that, you know, classic racism. Classic racism. I've been, I've, I've been trying to mise it more and more. I really have been. Um, but it's, like I said, I think it's always going to exist. Well, at least in my lifetime. I don't think it's going to go away in my lifetime, but it's there. And the analogy that I used for why black people are angry and maybe for white people to understand is that imagine you live in a home, right? Yourself. Okay. You're, you're a black family now, obviously. Yeah. Okay. You're, you have, it's the father. You're the father, mother, uh, daughter and two sons. Let's say there are five of you. White man walks in, he shoots the mother, uh, rapes the daughter, and kills one of the sons. Leftover is the father, the son, and the mother. Now, they've, they traumatize, they go to bed, they wake up the next day, go down to the kitchen to find that same white motherfucker who killed and raped the, their family is still sitting there making toast, you know, making eggs and bacon with your food. You know, he didn't go out to pick and pay to buy that shit. He found it in your home and he used it to his advantage. And it gets worse. He starts putting up posters of himself, pictures of himself and pictures of his long dick and how he raped your daughter. Pictures of him doing all of that shit. And you have to walk past in your hallways every day looking at these pictures, these portraits, i.e. uh statues and, you know, the whole Rose Must Fall saga. That's what these portraits, posters are. The food in your kitchen are the resources that were taken from Africa and used for the benefit of white people. Um, essentially, what you're asking black people to do is forgive that guy because he came into our home, raped and pillaged, took our shit and hang po- hung posters around to show that he's still proud of how... And then still follow that. And then, and then we still have to forgive that guy. You see, this is what we were talking about earlier in terms of what would, what would push you to kill because in that situation, you're, you have two options. If it's either he leaves your house or... Um, you forgive him. These are your two options, right? So leaving your house, he's not doing it voluntarily. 100% not doing it voluntarily, just like white people aren't giving back the land. So the only way he'd leave the house is if you were so fed up that you murdered him. That's the civil war option, which is unlikely and unprobable, and I hope it never gets to that. But that's how you'd feel if that man was sitting in your kitchen eating your toast like that. Let's not forget the arms deal. Maybe Zuma's got some get stuff. <laughs> yeah, you, dude, whatever is going down, Zuma's ready for it. Zuma's more ready than any of us for any of them. But we'll get into that now. I remember I sent you that article. Yes. Dude, it gets deep. Okay, we'll get into that now. Okay, so your first option is that you remove him from your home because you're uncomfortable with his presence and he's rubbing the fact that he fucked you over in your face by saying shit like gaffers. <laughs> you know, um, option number two. Option number two is that uh, you forgive him and he stays in your home. He stays in your home because, I mean, he really has nowhere else to go. But we have to make a conscious effort to make him understand that it's your home. We need to start taking down posters. We need to start telling him if you want to eat, it's either you contribute to groceries every month or you go, you go, you leave, you find your own food, you know, you don't come and take our resources and claim them as your own. We're yeah. willing to share them, but don't claim them as your own. Or if you're going to re, if you're going to use our resources, reimburse us. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the, that's the thing. It's like we, we just as much have ownership. In fact, we have the ownership of the land. And now that apartheid and slavery and oppression and all these things came through, it's kind of been, we, 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 we stuck in this place where we don't know what to do to get it back. How do we, how do we get it back? We, you know, we're not going to bust up at, you know, white suburban areas, you know, Kailami estate knocking on doors and like, bitch, give me this house now. Cause he stole it from me 350 years ago. I might just, you might just, <laughs> cause that's one of the biggest problems that we face today is that as young black people, you and myself, we're 23 years old. We never really experienced much of apartheid. Well, I was born in 92. So I experienced two years of apartheid. 
pretty dark years. Pretty yeah. dark years. Um, I mean, we had to use the towels as nappies. We didn't even knew what pampers <laughs> were, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we genuinely didn't feel the wrath of apartheid. We've definitely felt the after effects. Big time. And, and still are. Yeah, and still are today. And it's difficult for people to see, uh, on the surface because, you know, we, we look relatively good. We're wearing nice-ish clothes. But the struggle at home is completely different to your struggle at home. And you'll see it when you interact with different races, which I like to do because I feel like we're all united. We're all one. Um, so it's, it's difficult to, to, to get across the message that although we didn't physically experience apartheid, Hector Peterson wasn't in my class, but the effects are beyond what you could imagine because that shit has been happening for 400 years and this democracy has been happening for 20. This whole inequality thing. Another example of it that just happened recently, right? Uh, that waitress that was uh, um, racially assaulted by one of the clients that she was serving. Yes, yes, yes. In Cape Town. Yes. The one who got fired. She's the one, yeah, she called them kafiras or something. No, 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 no. The one that there was a black guy that was being helped by the white waitress and uh, okay, okay, okay. gave her a zero tip. And then she, he made her cry apparently and what on what and what and what. Going on, somebody made some website and they raised over 100,000 for that bitch. Really? But how many other fucking waiters and waitresses are getting the same kind of slack that she got? Yeah. Right? Of a different, uh, race. Mm. But nothing has been done to it. It's yeah. just, oh, you know, it's because you, you don't, you don't work. Exactly. You don't work or you, you don't want to do your job properly. But Apparently. that's that's not always the case. I think they don't want to be part and privy to what is the situation at hand. If we're talking about in restaurants, if you're talking about the people that serve you at the checkers counter, who's a 40-year-old mama who's black, and she's experienced all the struggle, and here you are, uh, young, uh, free, and we 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 try not we we think that they shouldn't be angry. I completely understand why I get to checkers, and when I greet the lady at the till, she's not excited about it because. She's living a fast life, a very fast life, and I, I feel, I'd, I'd say she feels trapped. I obviously yeah. don't know what it's like to be in that position. Living hand to mouth, like yeah. so many of them do right now, it's, it can't be. In fact, I know it's definitely not legit, you know. But they have to do it in order, in order to survive. Exactly, because survive we've been put in that their offspring. Yeah, because because we've been put in that disadvantaged position, black people generally have to do things to survive, whereas. Um, white people and more privileged people do things to be happy. And there's a big difference between what that means for your life and how you intend on living your life, whether you're doing things to make ends meet or you're doing things because you find that there's something profound and magical happening on this earth. And that has been robbed from black people for centuries, as we've said. So it's time to think about how that plays a role in our new society and what we're going to do for the future because we need to gain some sort of power back. We need to have some sort of uh, recourse for the actions of whiteness. Let me not say white people, whiteness of the past Western civilization. We need to we retell our stories in our own way. And that's part of the, you know, growing your own business, starting exactly. something new, you know, giving your own, your, your own idea of what it should be. And the only way we only, we, the only way we're going to reach the top, alright, see ourselves all at the top, First is if we level. support one another. Yes! That is the, that is the, the, the biggest thing. I think the race, the racism issue is the thing that it stems so deep that black people are racist to themselves. Yeah. And, and we've been brainwashed. We've been, we've been brainwashed to think that blackness isn't good. Blackness isn't cool. We can go back to the likes of Steve Beaker who were assassinated for good reason because he speaks of black consciousness and the change of thought that black people, um, needed to make in order to liberate themselves, not just liberating themselves in terms of, uh, the group areas act or carrying a bus, whatever. Uh, just liberating yourself mentally and saying that just my blackness has nothing to do with anything. Actually, you're the one who imposed this black shit on me you came here and told me i'm black before you i had no idea before you i was a human being and i was happy and i was alive we were out there swinging in the trees and shit but as naked i could live that life dude i could totally live that life yeah now we're out here stressing about petrol prices yes. it's fuck, like we 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 
we've done too much wrong and we need to find a way to start doing right because I do believe in goodness, human goodness. I do believe that it can win. The movies, since, since we were young, the movies have been telling us that the, mo- uh, the good guy always wins since the beginning. Well, politics tells us a different story. Yeah, yeah. Well, politics tells us something different, but my, my, my feeling is that there is good and good will prosper one day. And it depends on us and depends on us supporting each other as black people, as a country, as a unit, man. Let's just, let's just see that there are different sides to the story and compassion. Compassion is important. And if you're in a privileged position, shut up and listen. If you, if you're the one who's feel hard done by, then speak up. And you know what? There's a lot of people who also think, yeah, no, but there's a lot of black people in privileged positions as well. Yes, but even though they're in a privileged position, they still have the struggles of yeah. any average black person. Yeah. Do you know what I said to one of my white friends the other day? I was like, let me show you why I know that there's white privilege and how the, the difference in struggle exists. Where do, where does your, your, where do you live? Your family, your parents? And it's relatively similar. Johannesburg, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so where do your grandparents live? Something like uh, Kluwef in Cape Town or Constantia. And, and I'm like, well, my grandparents live in the rural areas of Mpangeni where there's no electricity, where we're still shitting in long drops and shit like that. And that itself should explain the entire story. How is it possible that just a generation above you, it's, two. it's, yeah, two, two. Well, you live with your parents. So I'd say it's one. Our, our generation is the next one to make. So let's say two, yeah. Um, how, how does that, Disparity affect us in day-to-day lives. You know, knowing that our families are still struggling, knowing that when we go home, we live the lives of poor people because we are in a poor environment. Even if here we have an S4 and shit, when we go home, we're rural because we're in a rural place. We go take shits in the long drop because we have to. And that's the type of shit that y'all need to understand. And on lighter note, I actually remember this guy once upon a time. I think it was during our bedside manners uh show. His name is Kodua. He's telling us on WeChat. He's like, it turns out white women don't only clutch their handbags when they see black men, but clutch their vaginas too. What does your guest think about TGR comments made by Judge Hansen? All right. So this was Judge Hansen. Uh, she's been given leave of appeal by the, the Pretoria High Court because of racist, well, comments that she made on Facebook. Um, I think it was last year and then they were repeated to, again today. Uh, she's on the front page of the, the Times, if you guys are looking for, well, Times Live on, on the webs. She, well, look, <laughs> this is exactly the story we're talking about. The whole locking your window when you get to a dodgy neighborhood. The whole, it's, it's the same rhetoric. I don't understand why it happens. In fact, I do understand why white supremacy, we've discussed it earlier. But, I mean, what can we do? Am I, am I supposed to bleach myself like Michael Jackson or some shit? I don't know what the 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 way out is. Cause I love being black, dog. It's too it's fire. And I see shit. what you say by them being intimidated because they could see black blackness is the coolest. Look at look at the music. Yeah, hip hop is the biggest genre of music in the world right now, and that's black through and through. Jazz, jazz stolen. Rock and roll stolen. <laughs> Look around, my nigga. Why people in blues? Dog, there's too I'm much. I'm falling in a trap. No, Damn. you're not caught in a trap. Jeez. So, yeah, man, could you, I don't know. They should just stop clutching their pla- their purses when they see black men. There's no. It's the onus is on whiteness now. I think because we have the power. We're gonna. I'm well. I'm moving forward, dude. I'm not focusing on on the bullshit. I'm moving forward. So anyway, this Janssen chick, man, another racist, another day. Same old story. I'm not phased. They're gonna, another one is gonna pop out tomorrow. So if you keep getting touched by all the, these races that come out on social media. You're giving you, them the power. Yeah, you're bound for a long and miserable life. Cause I don't think Twitter's going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon either. And there's a lot of stupid people on Twitter. But yeah, we were talking about, uh, Jacob Zuma just before we rack, <laughs> wrap up this, this article, right? Jacob Zuma. It's, to- it's talking about how much of, um, what he did in the ANC government during the, the apartheid regime and how he manipulated um, individuals using information on them to get what he wanted. Essentially, the people who he manipulated were informants, people exposing the ANC and their movements. 
and he'd get he'd collect information about them on them and he'd be able to use that to manipulate what they do for the NC and who they talk to, etc. etc. He obviously knows the rule about the favor bank and how the universe works because he knew he was exactly that's the thing. Callback, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who would say education is the most important. Thing in the world, um, you have to be able to read, write, uh, do maths and science. But a lot of the most successful people have no formal education. They've learned to live based on instinct, based on their environment at the time. And I think that's what happened to Jacob Zuma over Being here. street smart. Being street smart. He was incredibly street smart in his, in his own right for the unit. He did an incredible job because, I mean, the NC has been killing in that, in that sense. But when we look at him now and how he used those skills that he honed so well during apartheid uh, to control the government because now the government essentially are cattle voters they vote based on the fact that they have to um, the fact that if they don't they know they're going to see shit which also brings into another point of big concern is if he has so much information on people that they're willing to go to this extent to keep him in power how much don't we know there's so much going on and I feel like there's a lot more people that know about it, but they're turning a blind eye to it. They have to because they're under the thumb of the likes of Jacob Zuma. Yeah, but if you, if you see that there's a bigger picture to it, the country is going to shit. Just take one for the fucking team. Yeah. Like if you cheated on your wife or something or you did like cocaine and you got caught on camera and that's the kind of information that Jacob Zuma has on you, dog. Just take one and be like, listen here, guys, I did this shit. I'm sorry. But I can't this do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, this guy's a bad man. I can't do this anymore. We need somebody to come out and be like, nah, 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 guys. But are we going to be controlled like this forever? And that's my problem because there's so many people that are, are, are putting out their, yeah, no, this, there's bad being done by Jacob Zuma. He's doing this, he's doing that. We need to break him down. But not too many people are trying to stand up and, and speak do something. Out. Yeah. And the thing is, we as, as the public, we can only do so much. Yeah. You know, we need the people in power, the people with the voice well, to yeah, stand up. Exactly. And it's, it's, and it's we'll ridiculous. Stand behind them. Because reading this article, we see that, um, he, he, he forces members of the NC to take pictures of their voting ballots and send it in to confirm their allegiance. That is some real dictator fascist shit, dude. And it pisses me so much that pisses me off so much because I can't do anything about it. That's my whole, that's my whole issue. We've been talking about this for a while in terms of voting. How much can you really do? Because how much do we not know? Dude, how much information does Zuma have on these people? And it has to be bad. If you're willing to keep it, keep a secret and keep a guy for like so Zuma long. for so long, it has to be horrible. We don't know what's going on. The, the whole Helen Sussman Foundation, which was stolen from, um, it was literally like a Mission Impossible CIA kind of mission. They just came in, uh, took computer hard drives and documents that were important, didn't steal anything of value such as money and shit like that. Only came in there for the information and they're out again. Who's ordering those strikes? Who's doing that? What are they, what are they stealing? What are they trying to hide from, from the rest of us? I think it might not be a case of it being one specific bad thing that they have done, but a, a number of cases mm. of corruption that all of these people have against, well, that all of these people, um, have against them that Zuma knows about. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be, they could be in a position to be, you know, file for charges just as many as Zuma has been, for all they know. 783, which is a shit. Okay, that's load. a tough number to, <laughs> yeah, to reach. That I think to, that's, that's a tough like, number to compete. That's some with. record tough shit. Surely that's a record somewhere. I'm sure he's in the Guinness Book in of fact, World. In fact, I'm gonna fucking quickly Google this shit, dude. We're gonna Google the most, uh, charges for you, uh, a guy. I don't know if you want to keep them entertained. Bars, bars. Bars, bars. No, but honestly, that's how I feel. And if if people just come together and say to themselves, okay, listen, if one person in power or a group of people in power, because so many people in power have stood up by themselves and said, okay, this guy's a bad man. If a group of them actually come together and we stand behind them and as a nation put more... I don't, I Vigor. Be yeah. Behind them. You know? Power stands behind the numbers. Exactly. And that's what the working class also needs to understand for themselves. And that's why I, 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 I enjoy, um, Julius Malema's politics and his manifesto in terms of mobilizing the working class because they, they have the numbers once they've understood and realized that they have the power to change and it only resides in them. That's how you incite change. 
one thing that cannot happen for us as black people is for white people to give us the handout and say, okay, shit, we fucked up, but here we go, we're sorry. Um, here's a handout. That'll be even more problematic because once again, white man comes and saves the day. So our onus as black people is to take lead, to take ownership, to understand that we are very much part and parcel of this land and deserve to be here just as much as anybody else. And we're going to do whatever it takes to be victorious again because I think uh, blackness, African culture is the origin of humanity. Ubuntu, the way, uh, if you look at history, the way we, black people treated each other has always been the way I see the ideal life without all the bullshit around it. Smoking mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, list of people indicted international criminal court. Okay, this is a national criminal court. Can't seem to find anything directly related to I Zuma. know for sure. I'm saying my money, my next four paychecks say that <laughs> Zuma has, the, has most. the most amount. And he he's probably like his hit is probably about, I don't know, fifty mil? Mm. A hit on Zuma. A hit on Zuma, yeah. I'd say if I'm gonna take a hit on Zuma, given the risk, fifty mil would be a, okay, fifty mil sounds like a lot. I'd say at least fifteen. 15, dude, 15 million is a lot of money, dog. Like, I could, if I could, if I could get away with it, living with all 15 million would be. The way I see it, they take into account all of his belongings, his value, you know, his worth. You're telling me Zuma isn't worth at least a hundred. Yeah, minimum, minimum. Definitely, definitely more, but minimum a hundred. Exactly. So 50% of his worth. It's yeah. not too much to ask for. Alright, alright, cool. Let's just quickly wrap up here. Tell the homies out there what we're doing in the next up and coming weeks. Oh shit, something exciting. We just found out today. Uh, myself and Ria Beto are going to be on Gareth Cliff's show next week, Thursday. Uh, he's not going to be here for some reason. I think it has something to do with idols, but we are, we're going to be on his show next week, Thursday. So listen out for that. He's interviewing us. I think it's going to be a pretty dope session. I love that guy. Um, and this platform is amazing, so we can just Thank talk. You for yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So we'll just chat to him on Thursday. You can join us for that on his show. What else is happening? We've got Giles next week, Thursday. Giles next week, Thursday. Um, that's the 18th. No, 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 19th. 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 Okay, 19th of May. Uh, that's when we're having a next show at Giles. Watch out on Facebook for our lineup. And if you want to hit us up, you can catch us. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at uh, The Worst Guys and on Twitter it's The Underscore Worst Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, by the way, by the way, you might also want to go and check out a couple of clips, well, a couple of clips eh, really. Oh, yes, of our, of our show at Carnival City. Who, who yeah, couldn't, who couldn't make the show, unfortunately. No. We do have a, uh, uh, a recording of it. It's filmed and we'll be, we'll be sending that out. But yeah, we've got a little clip, a few clips on Facebook. If you want to see what our comedy is about, you can check it on The Worst Guys page. Um, what else do we have going on? What else do we have going on? I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, well, nothing just as yet, because right. everything else is still, uh, uh, being cooked up in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. So catch us next week, Wednesday, then Thursday for Gareth's show and at Giles' restaurant in the evening. But yeah, it's been a pleasure, Ria Betsu. Always dope hanging with you, my boy. Always a pleasure, always a treat. We Peace. are the worst guys and we are out. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.